0: Good morning, friends. It is Thursday, January fourth, 2023. Welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I have six articles today to talk about. That's kind of my, what I'm trying to do in 2024 is, is limit the number of articles to six. I actually had to close a couple windows, so these are the six most important ones I think are most important, at least from my perspective. Obviously, there's plenty of more cyber news out there, so I highly recommend that uh, if you click on links uh, in the show notes to these articles, you look at all the articles on those sites, um, Perhaps on Friday, my op-ed will kind of be the sites I look at. So I might mention that just as a, as a something to talk about. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, let's get right into it. Six stories, no waiting. So first is darkreading.com. This is Terra Seals reporting. Cyber criminals flood dark web with X or Twitter gold account. So if you're a Twitter gold account, User, you got a problem. Cyber criminals are taking over verified gold accounts on X, the social media service formerly known as Twitter, selling them on the dark web for up to $2,000 a pop. That's according to research from CloudSec, which has uncovered a gold rush, as it were, these accounts showing up in up underground marketplaces. The gold badge on X means that the service has independently verified the account as legitimately belonging to a high profile organization or a celebrity. That's why they go for $2,000 because they have value because these or these particular, accounts have a lot of followers. It was introduced a year ago as a paid option after X made the blue check mark, formerly a designation of legitimacy, a badge that anyone could pay to include in their profile. So of course that wasn't enough for certain celebrities so they wanted gold. So cyber criminals are now brute force forcing passwords and stealing credentials through malware in order to gain access to existing gold accounts. And I mean there's more to this but obviously the point being here if you are an ex-user you should have, guess what, multi-factor authentication turned on. This solves your problem. But anywho, the researchers illustrated the danger to organizations from the trend with a compelling example from September. Cyber attackers Able to take over an X account belonging to Vitalik Buterin, the co-founder of Ethereum, who you would think would have better cybersecurity um, hygiene, but clearly he doesn't. They then tweeted out an offer for purportedly free non-fungible tokens with a malicious link embedded that directed users to a fake website designed to drain cryptocurrency from their wallets. Despite being active for only 20 minutes, the hackers managed to siphon off a staggering $691,000 in digital ads. So how to protect against the X account takeover. The value to crooks in infiltrating major accounts has been known quantity since at least 2020, obviously, because you want all the users to click on links and stuff in the Twitter account. I've been I've been mentioning this particular uh, vulnerability for at least 10 years since twitter has been around how easy it is to do this right um so obviously to protect yourself organization should regularly monitor brand mentions on twitter Implement st- now here's a problem doesn't even doesn't even mention this particular article doesn't mention multi-factor authentication bad terror seals bad 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 Turn on multi-factor authentication. Your problem is relatively solved. So, um, be careful if you are following any gold accounts on Twitter. Be careful for the links they post because that is not good for you either. So, um, just be aware that this is going on. Be careful what you click on because someone always clicks a link. So, just be aware. Bleeping Computer: Mandian's account on X hacked to push cryptocurrency scam. Right along with what I just talked about. This is Sergiu Gatlin reporting. The Twitter account of American cybersecurity firm and Google subsidiary Mandy, it was hijacked earlier today to impersonate the phantom crypto wallet and share a cryptocurrency scam. Now they're aware of it. Um, after getting control of the account, the attacker renamed it to phantom SOLW and promoted a fake website, impersonating the phantom crypto wallet and promising to distribute free phantom tokens as part of an airdrop blah, blah, blah. In testing um, by bleeping computer, those who click the claim AirDrop button and don't have the phantom wallet installed will get redirected to the legitimate site where they are prompted to install it. Once installed, it will try to automatically drain the target's cryptocurrency wallets. However, the phantom wallet now warns that the scammers website is part of the phishing attack. Again, the point being here, this, it's not hard to turn on Multi-factor authentication solve this problem. But anyway, again, Mandiant, a huge, 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 huge cybersecurity company, got hacked. So, again, the point being, everyone can be a victim. I say this every day. Continue to say it um, until it clicks with somebody. But, again, just be aware of it. If you're, if you're a Mandiant follower, don't click any links within there. Well, I mean, it's okay now. They've probably corrected the problem. But, um, again, be careful. You know, we talk about emails, being careful what to click on emails, be careful what you click on Twitter and other websites too, because they could be bad. Uh, Helpnetsecurity.com. There is no author for this particular article. 29 malware families targeting 1,800 banking apps worldwide. Mobile banking is outpacing online banking across all age groups due to its convenience and our desire to have those apps at our fingertips, according to Zimperium. However, this surge is accompanied by dramatic growth in financial fraud. Not surprising. The research uncovered that 29 malware, malware where families targeted 1800 banking applications across 61 countries last year. In comparison, the 22 report, 2022 report, uncovered 10 malware families targeting 600 banking apps so this is a a logical extension and evolution of malware attacks because as more people move from online banking to app banking the bad guys are going to attack tab uh target the apps so banking trojans continue to evolve and succeed due to their ability to persist bypass security and evade detection on mobile devices as investment from fast-moving threat actors continues to increase traditional security practices are unable to keep up So the question being, if you are a user of these, how do you protect yourself? Well, here's how. To combat these rising threats, enterprises should ensure protection matches threat sophistication. Advanced code protection um, techniques elevate the security posture to a point where the cost and effort. Okay, that's more for them. Implement runtime visibility for comprehensive threat monitoring. Again, this is more for the banks to to monitor what they're doing. Um, As an end user, just, you know, you have to be, you know, have as always, good security on your own end for using um, passwords and multifaceted and all that kind of stuff. But just be aware there are potential targeting of your bank apps, um, especially Android, i say would probably be a little more vulnerable than Apple's, but you're going to see, a, we're probably going to see a lot more of this, especially with this many malware families targeting this many banking apps. Um, be on the lookout for updates to your banking apps so that they stay updated with their, the current most current um, vulnerability patches and, and security things put in place. All right. From uh, securityfairs.com, Per Perlugi Paganini reporting, cyber criminals implemented artificial intelligence for invoice fraud. Crooks created a new tool that uses artificial intelligence for creating fraudulent invoices used for wire fraud and, and business email compromise. Re-Security has uncovered a cybercriminal faction known as the GXC Team who specializes in crafting tools for online banking theft, e-commerce deception, and internet scams. Around November 11th of 2023, the group's leader, operating under the alias Google X Coder, made multiple announcements on the dark web. On New Year's Eve, the group declared significant price reductions, offering a 20% discount on their products available on the dark web. These posts introduced a new tool that incorporates artificial intelligence for creating fraudulent invoices used for wire fraud and business email compromise. According to the FBI report, successful business email compromise scams resulted in an average loss of about 120,000 per incident. Um, It's uh, at an annual loss of roughly $2.4 billion on organizations. Not surprising that bad guys are going to use AI to do this. Now, doesn't mean AI is bad. It does not. It just means that they are using a tool that makes what they do done quicker. It's not, again, nothing unique here. Using AI does not create a unique new vulnerability or anything. It just gives them an easier way to do it. This is kind of a lengthy article um, with some technical stuff in it, if you want to look at that. Um, but it does say the GXT team gained notoriety for creating a wide array of online fraud tools ranging from compromised payment data checkers to sophisticated phishing and smishing kits, smishing being um, they send a text message to your phone and you click a link and bad things happen. These have been considered the masterminds in the, they have been considered the masterminds in this field, supplying fellow cyber criminals with a suite of ready-to-use tools designed to defraud innocent consumers. The point being here, if you are a business owner, you have to put in practices and controls in place, especially for the dealing with invoices, because you will get fraudulent invoices. And if you don't know what you're looking for and you don't pay attention, you don't have good security systems in place your accounts payable, folks will pay the invoice, and then suddenly you'll find that you lost the money. So, um, again, it doesn't mean AI. Now, the, the, the headline here indicates AI is bad for this. AI is not creating it. They're just using it to make it quicker and easier to do. So it may be able to create more legitimate-looking invoices, but they would have figured it out anyway. It doesn't mean AI is bad, but, again, it just it's, it's just an evolution of the threats. CSOonline.com. Lucian Constantine reporting, Microsoft disables online Windows app installer after attackers abuse it. Multiple threat groups have used the MS app installer protocol handler to bypass protections and deliver ransomware and other malware. Microsoft has disabled the app installer functionality that allowed Windows 10 apps to be installed directly from a web page by clicking on a link that used the MS app installer URI scheme. This functionality has been heavily abused in recent months by different threat actors to deploy ransomware and other malicious implants. The protocol handler was disabled on December 28th with the release of app installer version 1.2, 1.3, 4, 2, 1.0. After the company previously warned about the, the vulnerability, which was CVE-43890 on the last Patch Tuesday. So, what do you have to do? Basically, make sure that you have updated your Windows on Patch Tuesday. And that's really, honestly, kind of it. This 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 article just kind of goes into how they do it. If you want to see on that, but just be aware that if you're clicking, if you click on a link uh, on a website to download an app on Windows and it doesn't work, um, probably you have not updated to the correct version of Microsoft that will allow that. But again, just shows that Microsoft, the largest, probably one of the largest software companies in the world, is obviously has these attackers target them because. People use Windows. So it's not surprising that this is the case. But if you're seeing that happen, that's why. That's why you should always make sure to patch and update all of your system. Lastly, this is more of an opinion piece, but I wanted to kind of talk about it from the register.com, Jessica Alliance Hardcastle writing, former ban, formal ban on ransomware payments. Question mark. Asking orgs nicely to not cough up ain't working. With the average demand hitting 1.5 million, something's got to change. So she this has to do with uh, should businesses pay for ransomware or not mzsoft whoever they are is calling for a complete ban on ransom payments following another record breaking year of digital extortion ransomware gangs breached the it networks of at least 2,207 u.s hospitals, schools and government organizations in addition to thousands of private sector businesses last year on average these attacks cost targets about 1.5 million dollars to rectify so what is her point here um let's see give some information on how many people have been targeted, which we all kind of know about. Um, we should also note that MCsoft does not include the movement attacks in, okay, whatever. Uh, the solution to the... Okay, here's the only solution to this problem, according to MCSoft, is to ban ransom payments completely. Really? That's your solution? Ransomware is estimated to have killed about one American per month between 2016 and 2021, and likely to continue to do so. This has to do with because of the impact on hospitals, is my guess on why they're saying that. But it says the longer the ransomware, quote, the longer the ransomware problem remains unfixed, the more people will be killed by it. And of course, the economic harm and myriad of social harm. According to MCSoft threat analyst, Brett Callow opposition to a total ban on ransomware is lessening. I think more people are coming to accept that a ban while problematic may ultimately be the only solution to the ransomware problem. The question is, here's the question, right? So let's say that you say, okay, um, us people, you can't pay the ransom. Okay. That you, you're going to go to jail, right? So we don't pay the ransom. There's plenty of other countries, 200 countries in the world. That's one country saying you can't pay the ransom. It's not going to stop ransomware because there's other countries that don't give a rats. What the U S does, and their people will pay the ransom. And, and really, do you want to re-victimize an already uh, victim victimized entity? I mean, if the only way to get your data back is to pay the ransom, you got to do what you got to do to get your data back. This is an interesting conversation. I'll probably expand on this on LinkedIn tomorrow a little bit. But, you know, uh, in the fall, 50 members, countries of the International Counter Ransomware Initiative signed on a policy statement under which they agreed not to pay ransom demands to cyber criminals. But there's no teeth to any of this. You can say it, it; it sounds good to say it. It makes sense, but until you're the victim of it, it's easy to say. So, will this solve the problem? No. This one company saying you should do it. It's, who are we kidding? People are going to pay the ransom if they need their data back. It is what it is. Um, what you need to do is make it so that you have security in place that you don't become a victim. That is where it has to come from. And that might be doing giving tax breaks or tax incentive to companies to be better secure. There's a lot of different ways to do this other than re-victimize companies that are already victims. All right, that's it. That's six stories. I was able to go into a little more depth. I hope if you, if you found that better, let me know. Darren at com. Always- anxious to hear from people to hear if it's good, bad, or otherwise, Um, you know, are there tons of people listening to this podcast? No, but I'm hoping, hoping to build it. You got to start somewhere. Here's where we're at. As always, I appreciate those who let others know and and pass on information and to the new listeners. Thanks for, for logging in and listening. We will talk again tomorrow because tomorrow is op-ed Friday. Have a great Thursday. Cyber smart morning news is written and produced by cyber guy productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Mott. Thanks for listening.